Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. Today is episode 290, 290, and I'm on fire. So I'm going to tell you, this is Elizabeth Chance from Busy Living Sober, and I am on fire. It is episode 290. We are sponsored today by Soberlink. Um, as we all know, addiction is a serious issue that needs to be addressed. Nearly 15 million people in the U.S., as of the writing of this ad, um, have an alcohol use disorder. And that's alcohol, not food, not drugs. And only 10% of those people get treatment. I've teamed up with Soberlink to create the resource guide, Tips for Keeping Busy Living Sober, for those in recovery. Visit www.soberlink.com to download the resource. And if you or someone you know can benefit from accountability for alcohol recovery, you can also find on that code a 50, you'll find on that page a $50 promo code to get off your first device. So Soberlink actually supplies a breathalyzer that you can have and you can buy personally. And you can get $50 off by going to www.soberlink.com slash BLS for busy living sober. All right, so I'm on fire today. I'm on fire today. It is Wednesday, the 30th of March. And um, I am just, I've like, I, I, I am like up to here. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my hands. I'm just like up to here. Um, I watched um, I, everything that's going on in our country right now. I'm just, I, I feel like we as a people, as a people need to come together. We need, um, I love Silverlink because they also want to change the stigma, just like busy living. I'm all about changing the stigma. And today um, I realized last night I was watching a television program. I'm not going to say what the show's name was or anything because I don't want to get anybody um, upset or anything. But anyway, I watched the show last night and um, the, as Americans, we are clueless, clueless. I mean, I've always known we're clueless considering we think that like the people on TV are more important than, you know, like the Kardashians are more important than anything else. And all this TikTok and reels and all this other crap. I, I've always thought that that stuff wasn't important, but I can't even, I can't, I, I, I'm finding it hard to grasp that these, these numbers that I found out yesterday. So yesterday I'm watching the show and um, this person puts up this graph. And so the U.S., um, the U.S., you, yougov.com did a poll and asked Americans these questions. And um, I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this, by the way. This is, I'm not going to digress, but I'm getting somewhere with this. But do you know what percent of the United States is Black? So these people, they did a poll. And the people's answer that they thought their actual estimate of how many people in America were Black was 41%. Well, the actual number is 12%. Okay. And then... What percentage, they asked them, what percentage of America do you think is Hispanic? And they said, they guessed 39%. Well, the actual number is 17%. Then they asked, what, how many people in America make over $500,000 a year? That's half a million dollars. How many people in America make over half a million dollars a year? And their estimate was 26%. So we're saying over a quarter of America makes over $500,000 a year. Well, the actual number is one, okay? How many people are left-handed? They guessed 34%. The actual number is 11. So those people that are out there that are left-handed, you're still special. There's only 11% of you. How many people are vegetarian or vegan? 
And they said 30%. They guessed 30% of Americans were vegetarian. There's only 5% of Americans that are vegetarian. And then what percent of Americans live in New York City? Their guess was 32%, when in actuality, 3% of Americans live in New York City. And then how many people in America are transgender? How many people? How many people with the media going on, talking the way it is, how many people do we think in America are transgender? So in this poll, the people estimated that 21%, so almost a quarter of Americans are transgender. Well, in actuality, only 1%, 1% of Americans are transgender. And then the last question they asked was how many Americans do they guess are gay or lesbian? Again, we've been talking about this all the time in the press, the gay, the lesbian, the all that stuff. How many of them do they guess? What is their estimate of how many Americans are gay or lesbian? And their guess was 30%. When in actuality, it's 3%, okay? 3%. And what really is getting under my goat today is that I watched this last night and I'm like, okay, I knew Americans were dumb. But I thought to myself, okay, we're talking about all these different races and all these, um, you know, money and proceed all this stuff that like what sexuality people are but the disease of alcoholism that I have and the disease of it and we're going to say addiction all in a whole we're going to say drug addicts people with eating disorders which is humongous because not only does eating disorders mean that you're really skinny but eating disorders say you eat too much I mean how many people have an eating disorder how many people drink too much how many people do too many drugs how my, my, how many people are affected by drugs and alcohol in our, in, our, in our country. And we don't ever talk about it. It's like number five, it's on the back page, it's on the second page, it's on the third page. And we have people dying all over the place. And the craziest thing that I think about this is that addiction doesn't discriminate. It doesn't give a shit if you live in New York City, if you are transgender, if you are straight, if you are gay, if you, um, have a billion dollars, or if you have no money, it does not give a shit. And nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. So I went and did a little researching again this morning. And I said, so Americans suffering from the American Medical Association came out and said, yes, in the past two weeks, that alcohol killed more than more people under the age of 65. Okay. So get that. So more people under the age of 65, Americans under the age of 65 died of alcoholism than they did in COVID in 2020. Now we talk about COVID. I go, I put on my, I went into my URL and I, I use DuckDuckGo or I use um, a different platform, Brave. I don't use any other I'm sorry, I just don't. But um, so I went into there and I put in how many Americans and it's the first thing that popped up was we're vaccinated. Okay, we're talking about vaccinating people when people are dying of addiction all over the place and you can go down to any liquor store and buy it. Oh, remember everything was closed except for the liquor store. You know, bullshit, it's bullshit. Nobody's talking about it, okay? Then alcohol deaths in all um, spiked. 25% in the first year of the pandemic, 
That's an increase of 25.2% between 2019 and 2020, okay? And in the U.S. alone, there were 78,927 alcohol-related deaths in 2019 and 99,017 deaths in 2020. I'm pissed. I'm fucking over it. I'm totally pissed. What are we doing as a nation? What are we doing? We're focusing on this other stuff that doesn't even matter when all these people are dying. They're dying of fentanyl. I know. I told you guys. I know people that have died of fentanyl. Kids, my kids' friends. They have a, my son had a good friend who just died of a fentanyl overdose a month ago. I mean, all we're hearing. We just heard about kids that were in, I think they went to Annapolis or the Naval Academy. I think these kids in Fort Lauderdale, they went and they picked up cocaine to go do and party, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it was one of those Naval universities. So don't count on me as telling you the right thing there. I could be wrong at where it was. I just know that these people in Fort Lauderdale had rented a house in Wilton Manors. They went, they went partying. They picked up some cocaine. It was laced with fentanyl. And six of them were, I, I don't know if they actually, they tried to resuscitate them. It was horrible. People are dying all around us. More people do searches today than ever before on alcohol. I need help. I need help. I'm dealing with alcohol. I think I have an alcohol use disorder. I think I have something wrong with me. I think there's something going on with me. I think I'm drinking too much. I don't like myself. I don't like the way I'm acting. And you sit here and you wonder why. I don't wonder very much because uh, I have this disease already. I've had this disease, as we all know, since the beginning of my life. life. I've had it forever. And, um, you know, it is so cunning, baffling, powerful. And nobody talks about it, right? Nobody talks about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's like the shame thing. I got the shame. I don't want to talk about it. I, talk, I played golf with somebody yesterday. She's like, oh, yeah, my nephew. And, you know, and she didn't want to get into it. She's like, I can't be around him. Da, 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 da. You know, every person I meet, every person, I will not tell you, there's not one person I've met in my life doing what I've been doing, trying to change the stigma by myself. You know, I do get people on, but I am like, I am right now, I am like busy living sober right here myself telling you that I have not met one person and I go out a lot and I tell them what I do and they do not respond with, I have a friend, I have a cousin. I have a nephew. I have an uncle. It's myself. It's my kid. It's my kid's friend. It's my kid's cousin. It's like everybody has got this. As I mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter if what you are, if you're white, Hispanic, more Hispanics have died of OG since um, I just read that. I just read that uh, um, earlier today that more Hispanics have died, more African Americans have died, more Black people have died during this pandemic from drugs. Because you go everywhere and there's drugs everywhere. You go everywhere and there's drugs. I know on this little island I live, there's a big pandemic of drugs here. I know everywhere you go. And not only that, but then alcohol. And we think it's okay because you can buy it. And everybody talks about it. And you watch Super Bowl and it's like, are you going to buy this beer? Are you going to buy this booze? Are you going to buy this? Are you going to buy that? You go drive down the highway. There's pictures of booze. Come on, get it, get it, get it, get it. Get some alcohol, get some alcohol, get a COVID shot and buy some booze. Maybe get buy some drugs, you know, because you're going to die of this disease. You're going to die. More people died of alcoholism, more people than COVID and no one's freaking talking about it. 
What are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? We're just going to sit back and just let it happen. Just let us sit here and talk about all this other stuff. It's not, you know, yeah, I get it. People died of COVID. I think it's very sad. I think it's very sad. I've had COVID myself personally. It's family members of mine have had COVID. And, um, you know, we've been sick, but we've made it through. But when you have this disease of alcoholism, you know, it's a fear-based disease. I think alcoholism, it's a lot of trauma-based um, trauma is involved a lot in alcoholism and drug addiction trauma. And I don't mean you have to go to battle. I always thought that trauma meant like I had to be fighting in a war. No, trauma can be something very, to one person might seem minute, but to another person, it's a big freaking deal. It's a big deal. And that trauma makes them want to pick up a drink all the time. So you have that, you have trauma. Then you have fear, fear, Fear is huge. We all are scared. I'm scared. We're all scared all the time. You know, I'm trying to get less scared by being sober for as long as I have been. I have more tools in my toolbox that I've worked on. But in the beginning and from the start, I'm scared, right? So we're scared of this disease. We decide that we want to get sober and we're like, I want to get sober, but I'm so scared. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to hang out with my friends? Well, you know, in the beginning, I stopped hanging out with the friends that I've been hanging out with. I had to change my friends. Sorry, I did. I just couldn't hang out with those friends anymore. They drank too much and I couldn't be around it. And I wasn't strong enough to say, yes, it's cool that you drink. Like you can drink and I'm fine with it. I wasn't fine with it in the beginning. I had to change who I hung out with. I had to change going to the same places I went to. I didn't go to the same places. I didn't. I didn't. I ended up going to church basements because 12 step works for me. I ended up going to an AA meeting. It was safer for me. I did not want to go with those people. So I had to change that. I had to change who I hung out with. So I, w I didn't have to be scared when I was going to go out that I was going to pick it up or maybe I get the wrong drink or whatever. Or how was I going to act in that situation? So in the beginning, I was lucky. I didn't have a lot going on in my life. So I could go and do that. But this disease at, of alcoholism is constantly around us. It's quiet. You don't see it. You don't see, I mean, yes, you see somebody really drunk. You see somebody falling down. You see somebody to be acting a way you wouldn't want them to act or whatever, but you don't really see the alcoholism because the, that's just the beginning. It's what you see as the drunk person, but it's so encompassing. It touches everybody in the family. It touches the neighbors. It touches the friends. It touches everybody, right? But it's, but it's also, you can't see it. It's just like COVID. You can't see COVID. You don't know if you're going to get COVID. If you're not going to get COVID, you can be vaccinated. You cannot be vaccinated. You can be boosted. You can be not be boosted. You can get COVID. It's just like alcoholism. You can get it. You might have a family member that you didn't even know about that had alcoholism way back there. And you pick up a drink and you know what? And I drink and I act like a crazy person. I don't like myself. You're like, but I don't know anybody in my family that's an alcoholic. But little did you know that you had a cousin or an uncle three decades ago that died of alcoholism, but nobody talked about him because he was the strange family member that nobody wanted to have around, right? Do you think it's not me? I don't have this, but you do. Because every time you pick up a drink, you get drunk and you wake up the next day and you freaking hate yourself. And you're like, why did I do it again? Why did I do it again? And the reality is you don't have control. It's called a phenomenon of craving. It's called your brain is wired a different way. There is nothing morally wrong with you. You have a way. You can't drink like a normal person. Drugs, that's a whole nother bag of worms, baby. When you talk about drugs and you think you're going to go pick up a truck, I always find this interesting. And I've said this on this podcast many times.
When you're in your addiction, you'll go and score something off the street, right? My son said that he was in a bathroom and they're like, do you want this drug? Do you want this drug? Do you want this drug? He's at a club. They're like, do you want this drug? Do you want this drug? Do you want this drug? He's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. But let's say you're in your addiction. And you're like, yeah, sure. I'll pick that. I'll take that drug. I might even go into the city and, you know, maybe I'll feel like, you know what? I'm going to go downtown and I'm going to go to that neighborhood. I know I shouldn't go to, but I know I can get what I'm looking for right there. I know they have it. And I'm going to go pick it up off this person on the street. I don't know where they live. I really don't know what it is, but he says it is what I think it is. So I'm going to buy it because I think it's going to make me feel better. And I'm not going to hate myself anymore. So I'm going to pick up this drug and I'm going to put it in my body. And the reality is you have no idea what's in that. No idea. No clue. I told my kids that from a very young age. I said, you know what? You have no idea. And what I found so interesting was when I worked, when I was getting my recovery coaching certification, I worked at a rehab and I'm working at the rehab and, you know, I'm working in the detox. And um, there's a lot of people in the bedroom, in the rooms uh, detoxing and they'd come out and, you know, they were in a fog and they were in a funk and they were tired and they weren't, they were agitated and everything else. And they'd come to the nurse's station to get whatever medication you need, because to detox off of drugs and alcohol, you need medical help. You cannot do this on your own. You need to call your doctor. You need to call your healthcare professional and talk to them before you detox because you there is a certain protocol you need to do because you can die from detoxing by yourself. I'm just going to tell you that. And you can go to a minute clinic and even talk to them. Whatever it does, you talk to a doctor before going off drugs and alcohol. But, so I go to this rehab and I'm working there. And these kids come out and they go to the nurse's station and they say to the nurse, um, so the nurse has, you know, these little cups, kind of like you've seen in movies and stuff. You know, they have the little cups with the medication that you're going to take for the day to help you wean yourself off of alcohol or drugs. So the kids would come out or adults would come out, whatever they were, all different demographics, as I mentioned earlier, in their sweat clothes. You know, they're in, they're totally look like death's warmed over, right? They're just done. They're just going, well, they get up to the nurse's station. And as I mentioned, they're a little get a little angry. They're a little, they're just a little on edge. And they go up to the desk and they look at this certified professional, a nurse or a doctor, because there's both of those on hand at rehabs. And they look at the um, nurse or the doctor who has a medical degree, has been, has to pass tests, has to have a license to practice what they what they are doing to give you this medication, right? They have a degree, they've gone to school, they've sat down for tests, they've done continuing education. These people are educated, right? Not like the person you went down on the street that you have no idea who they are, no idea what you're taking. They have medication in a cup that actually is stamped and is FDA approved. And they go and they ingest, they, be prior to ingesting this drug into their body, they look, the doctor and the nurse, what is this? What are you giving me? What is this shit? What are you trying to do to me? What are you trying to do to me? Are you do something to me? You're do something to me with these drugs you're giving me to get off drugs and alcohol? What is it? How, am I, how, how do I know if this is going to affect me? And I'd sit there and I'd just be like, I can't even, is that just irony? It's just crazy to me. Like, okay, um, you know, you're going to ask a professional, but you're score shit off the street that you don't even know what the fuck it is. And you're going to ingest in your body. But now that you're aware and coherent, you're not going to take something that a doctor gave you. Okay. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? 
Makes a lot of sense. Not so much to me. Not so much to me. I uh, I find I find it kind of scary. I think it's so scary and bad. And you know, I saw an article on here, and I wanted to tell you that I saw this article, and I'm going to find it on here, that talked about how shame was one of the. Um, I write it on here and I can't find it right now and I'm not going to waste your guys' time while I go look for it. But I did see an article out there that said that shame was a big contributor to people getting sober. And I get that. I get it 110%. I had have had, I can tell you right now, it's the first time in my life. I'm 53 years old. I have three kids and a husband and I have had so much shame my entire life it's unbelievable unbelievable I had so much shame I had so much shame that I actually um have a um trademark on sober not ashamed because I came into um I I was so embarrassed that I couldn't handle my alcohol I was so ashamed that I couldn't drink like a normal person. Again, I don't know what a normal person is. Is that like white Wonder Bread? I don't know. But I was so ashamed of the fact that I couldn't be like my friends. That I would go and I would get myself into a lot of situations that I am not going to go into right now, but that were scary and were sad and I didn't know what to do about. And I, rather than actually talking to somebody about it, I was too scared. I was too ashamed. I was too, I was too scared to talk to anybody about it. I, I thought it was my own secret, right? It was my own little secret that I had is that I had this problem and I'd go out and things would happen. And I could, you know, I'd go and I'd have too many drinks and I'd end up you know, with somebody that I shouldn't have been with and then go home with the person and just, and then do other drugs that obviously I wouldn't do on a normal day. It was, um, it was really a scary, scary time. And I couldn't talk about it because I didn't, I thought that I, it was just me. I thought I was the only one that did this because, you know, everybody else around me seemed to be like managing and I'd wake up the next day and just hate myself. I'd be like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I say? Because I didn't remember anything because I was so blackout. I was just blackout all the time. In fact, I thought there was something wrong with me if I didn't have a blackout. I mean, it was so, so scary. And so it was horrible. It was like, I think back to it as the darkest time of my life. Like I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, I hate what's looking back at me. I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. Why do I keep doing this? Why is it that I go out and I say, I'm only going to have one beer or one drink, I'm gonna have one drink. And I never do. I never did. I never could. I never could. I'd always have to keep going and going and pushing that envelope and pushing that envelope and pushing that envelope. I always had to. I was so scared 
I was so fucking scared. I think back to it and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what does everybody gonna think of me? Oh my God, is anybody gonna like me anymore? Am I gonna have any friends anymore? What am I gonna do? My family, oh my God, my family. And I have to tell you, I'm like, I made a choice to leave my family. I mean, I don't have a relationship with my family at all, at all. They don't even know where I live. I mean, I think they have an idea of where I live, but I don't think they know exactly where I live. At least I haven't told them where I live. I just, I've, I still have so much fear. I have so much fear. I get around them and I just feel terrible. I feel terrible, terrible, terrible. And I can't talk about what's going on because nobody wants to listen. I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but nobody wants to listen to what's going on with me, right? Because they have their own stuff. They don't care. I was so alone. I was so alone. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to do this thing called life by myself? How am I going to stop this? And so many people say to me, God, it's so commendable that you've done this, that you're sober. You're so commendable. And you've been sober this whole time. How did you do it? It must be so hard. And um, I, I don't think it's, I, I don't know how commendable it is. I mean, I guess it is, but I feel like, you know, I think that's associated with that shame thing. I think it goes back to the fact that nobody talks about it. Like we're talking about this shit that doesn't matter. Who gives a shit if Will Smith smacked kid or whatever, what's his name, Chris Rock. I don't care. I don't care. The only thing I cared about when I saw that was like, oh, he's supposed to be like an example to our youth, I think kind of. Like he used to be on that show, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and he gets up and he can't even control himself en enough to go and not hit someone. Okay, that's kind of messed up. And they're talking about it all over the press. They're not talking about how the fact that there's a mommy down the street that just died of an overdose or the mom's son who went and just picked up one time and he died. He wasn't a drug addict. Your son who died or your daughter who died and picked up, we've never done it before. But nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about how we need to change this. There's little rumblings everywhere we're at it, right? Little rumblings here. As I said, it's on page five, maybe on page two, small, nothing big. And then the people who don't want to admit that their child died of this disease because they're too ashamed. They don't want to say that their, their child was a drug addict. My son said that. He said, mom, why didn't the parents tell the truth that he was a drug addict? He said, because they're too ashamed. He said, well, couldn't that have helped other kids? I said, yeah. But at the same time, you know, they didn't want to talk about it because they were too scared to be judged. Because too many people in this country judge each other. And who gives a shit what anybody else says? I don't fucking care. A lot of people don't like me. It's true. A lot of people. I don't get invited to a lot of parties. It's okay. In the beginning, I was really sad about it because I love people and I love the whole thing, but that's not my people. If they're not inviting me over and they don't want to have me over. Because the reality is I am scary. I'm I, I I'm 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 sober, right? So I always say I'm so going me going to a big party, it's like inviting the Grim Reaper to an old age home. Nobody wants to see me there because they're like, oh, there's the sign that you don't have to live a life. That's like, look, she's sober, she's sober. I gotta watch what I'm drinking. Am I gonna have an, I don't want to have too many. And it's like, it's about me and I need to hold my head high. And there is nothing to be ashamed about. And I have been doing this for five, you know, plus years. I've been doing this. I've been sober for 16 years almost 15 and some change, 15 and a half years, we're going to say. And um, 
you know, I've been trying to go out there and talk to people. And I used to go talk to my community and nobody wanted to come listen. You know, they wanted to go hear the celebrity basketball player who was sober now. Because that made it more important, right? Not the mom that we can all relate to that's just like you. I'm no different than anybody else is walking. I mean, you know, I'm no different. I'm no different. I am the exact same as you. But you want to hear about somebody who's a big basketball star or somebody who's an an actress. Oh, you really relate to those actresses and actors that get sober. I always love finding that interesting. I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting you find that? But don't you think it's more interesting that the mom who isn't in the public eye has decided to get sober? I got a good friend in Texas. She, she just, you know, she is, oh my God, she's amazing. I just saw that she just went and helped people out in another country. And I saw that on her husband's page on Facebook. And I was just like, I am so, and she's sober and it's amazing. Um, and that's who we need to be celebrating is the regular people that are staying sober today. It's the regular moms and dads that are out there. It's the regular kids that are out there. It's the regular friends you have. That's what matters. Not celebrities, who cares? Yeah, I'm sure they have families that care that they're sober, but as you as a person, it doesn't matter. It's about you. I'm getting emotional because it's just so, um, we live in this country that's so screwed up. It's like the other day I said to Jeff, I'm like, maybe we need to move to a different country where it isn't, so, that isn't this insane. And it's just, we're being taken over and the real stuff that needs to count isn't counting. We need to count. We need to get out there and we need to talk about this. We need to talk about it. We need to not be ashamed of it. We need to do something about it. We need to say to people like, guess what? I don't want my kids going this shit on the street. How are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? I mean, yesterday, (laughs) the president signed a thing about lynching. Nobody's been lynched in this country in a million years, but nobody's talking about, okay, what are you doing about what's going on? on this? uh, What's coming over the border right now? Nobody's talking about it little things on page two or page 10. Like it's enough. I can't, I just, it's enough. I, uh, enough people are dying. Enough people are alone. Enough people are having to bury people because of this stuff. And we need to talk about it and we need to not be ashamed. And, you know, I am, you know, busy living sober is all about getting out there. I need you guys. I need my teammates. I need you guys to be on my team. I mean, we need to start getting out there. I'm wearing these t-shirts and saying busy living sober. I mean, I am talking about like I, yesterday, I'm just telling you guys this because you're on my followers and the people who are, I don't even know who's going to watch this, but the people that are, you know, I went yesterday. I'm like, should I get a loan so that I can make busy living sober bigger? I can get a marketing firm, you know, to rep me and push me to the universe or should I just wait for it to happen organically? Should I put myself on the line? Cause it's a huge risk, not very risky. You know, I should be on social media talking about this stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want, I hate social media. It's done so much to so many people. It's hurt so many people, so many kids. You know, they're getting hurt now. When we were young, when I was young and I wasn't invited to a party, I had no idea. Big deal. I didn't know all this crazy stuff that's going on that's not appropriate. I mean, the best is that they're sitting here talking about gay, gay, gay. That the, the governor DeSantis signed a bill that was all about anti-gay. Okay, people are so fucking dumb. It never said gay in that at all. All it said is, I don't want um, kindergartners to third graders to have to be discussed anything in sex. Okay, well, I can tell you my kids learned in fourth grade in health, which they were still like, ah, what is that? What are you talking about that? You know, but DeSantis doesn't want it being taught in schools from from kindergarten to third grade. 
Well, I agree 110%. I mean, my kids were not, didn't even get into relationships until they were in high school. And you're talking, you're going to talk about the sexual stuff in from kindergarten to third grade, and that's not okay. And it's gay. That's not what he said. So the people that are out there saying this don't even read what it says. They don't even read what the bill was. Like, go read it. Can you read or are you Ill illiterate? Nobody can read and go and say, you know what, you're wrong. But no one gets up and says, you know what, you're wrong. Yes, on certain channels, they say that you're wrong and that it's ridiculous. But on the mass media, if you watch regular television channels, it doesn't say that. They, they celebrate this on the Oscars. These three dumb women get up there and say, gay, 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 gay. Okay, are you that dumb? Like, please. But guess what? Us as Americans are that dumb because they fall for it. You fall for what they're saying instead of going and saying, you know what? I'm going to go read that bill myself. If I don't understand a word, I can go to the dictionary and I can look it up. In the bill, if you don't understand a word that they use, you can go look it up, but read it yourself. These people are lying to you. But we sit here and say, sure, tell me, tell me, tell me. I don't need to know anything. I don't need to read anything. I don't have to do anything. I can just watch it on my stupid Instagram or my Facebook. You know, I told that guy yesterday. So I'm going to go back to what I was just saying about social media. I said to him, how can I be on social media promoting what I'm doing when I don't believe in it? I put up quotes. I put that this is coming out, but I'm not going to go on there. I just, I don't know. Maybe I should. What are your thoughts? I just feel like, ugh, I hate Twitter. They keep taking people off that I think are actually have something to say. It's like, since when are you not allowed to say what you want to say? It's a complete conundrum. I'm telling you, I'm out here on this. I'm on YouTube. I am on Spotify. I'm on, you know, not many people watch me. I admit that. I'm not many people. But I'm still keeping. And if I have to be myself, that's out there trudging, 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 trudging. Because the reality is if I have one of you, one person, that's all I want to do. Don't feel ashamed. I know it's going to take time not to feel the shame, but I can tell you that you can go and find people that love you just for who you are. I can tell you that. I can tell you that you can live life without alcohol and drugs. You can. I know it's going to be hard in the beginning. It's not easy. It is not easy. But if you pick who you're going to hang out with, it gets easier. If you decide that you're going to stay home maybe and watch more TV, maybe there's enough to watch on TV. Let me tell you that. But God, like you can, I, I, I feel like it's too many, too many choices. You can do that. That doesn't make you a loser. It doesn't make you a loser not to drink. If you decide to go to a party and they're like, well, wait a minute, why aren't you having anything to drink? You can say, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing keto. You can say, I'm doing keto. You can say, you know what? I got something tomorrow morning and I can't do it. Or you can say, you know what? The way it makes me feel the next day, I just can't do it anymore. It just makes me feel terrible. And if they keep pushing you, that's not your friend. And you're like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Because taking care of you is more important than taking care of anybody else. What anybody else thinks is not your business. Taking care of you is number one. There is no number two. Because once you take care of you, then you can take care of everybody else around you. But taking care of you is number one. I'm pissed off. I don't know how long I'll take to stay pissed off. I had to come on here and tell you all this. I think you guys all need to look this stuff up. It's interesting. It's interesting. More people have died of alcoholism than COVID, but nobody's talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's enough. And that's from the American Medical Association, by the way. That's not from some like, I don't know, like I, that you yougov.com. I don't even know what that is that came out with that 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 uh, that other stuff. I was reading those questions in the beginning. 
those actual numbers that they came out that nobody got the number of, well, what about the actual number that are alcoholics and drug addicts in America? It's time to wake up. It's time to change the stigma. It's time to get out there and get busy living sober. If you like what I had to say today, please share this with a friend. Please subscribe to my channel. Please, because we got to get more people out there realizing what's going on and we got to change this. I'm trying to do it myself, but I need you guys to please help me share my message. Share the message that you are not alone. You are not alone. You do not have to die of this disease. You can change. I promise you, you can change. Just put the effort into it. I promise you, I promise you. And you might fall down, but pick yourself back up again. Pick yourself back up again. What other people think about you is none of your business. Who cares? It's you and God, God, that is it. And you might say, I don't believe in God. Well, believe in it. Maybe go believe in some relative that's passed away. Go believe in the trees. Go believe in the birds. Go believe in the sunrise. Go believe in the beach. Go believe in the water. Go believe in the rivers. Go believe in whatever you have to believe in. But believe in something besides you and turn it over and reach out. Please, you can reach out to me anytime. I'm here all the time, all the time. I'm gonna shut up for today. Um, I'll be back next week. And um, I'm sending you guys all big hugs and kisses. And if you're out there and you're sober just today or this hour, you're a fucking rock star in my book. You're amazing. You're amazing. Keep it up. Keep up the hard work. I know it's hard, but don't let anybody get in your way. Don't let anybody do it for you. Get close to somebody, get close to a higher power, something. And don't do this alone. If you feel alone, please reach out and know that you are not alone. And until next week, everybody keep getting busy, living sober. And this is Elizabeth Chance, aka Busy Chance. And um, please know that you are not alone. And it's enough of this, enough of the media telling you stuff that isn't true. It's enough. It's enough. We got to get out there and help the alcoholics and addicts that are dying all over our country. That's what we got to do. We got to love each other. That's what we got to do. And not worry about all this other shit that's going on. All right, everybody, take care. And I'll talk to you next week. Oh, if you want to reach out to me, I better give you that. It's um, Elizabeth at ElizabethChance.com. That's E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at ElizabethChance.com. E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-C-H-A-N-C-E.com. Or busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at, yeah, busy, B-U-S-Y, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, sober, S-O-B-E-R.com. You can also find me on my website, www.busylivingsober.com. Until next time, keep getting busy living sober. Take care. Bye.